Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, sharing humor and hope in a crazy world. Banana ball. Do you always say sharing? I think I do. <laughs> I think the intro was a little bit different. What do you mean? I think it was the banana ball part. Seeing. No, do you always we see hope. humor. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. see humor and hope. That's what but I we, thought. It sounded a little bit different. We're sharing and seeing, seeing humor and, and hope in a crazy, crazy world. world. There we go. Banana ball. No, that's not even... Bob, that's not even baseball. I'm offended that you actually compare banana ball with baseball. I thought this would be a moment that we could bond. Could bond. Well, we haven't. All right, haven't. so I was we, in well, Corpus first off, Christi. it's good to see you. It's great it's to see you. it's been a while since yeah, we've seen each that's other. that's true. So I was in Corpus Christi. Well, we got that over with. Texas. Yeah, we talked to each other. And I turn on ESPN2, you know, which the Ocho. all, all <laughs> the, the Ocho. best sports. The Ocho. All the best sports are on ESPN2. And I see this wonderful, exciting baseball game no it's not a baseball game and it's not a baseball they game. had a bat and a ball and they were dressed colorfully cricket has a bat and they a ball. were having fun base oh you are they offensive. were <laughs> he, he posted he went he went to a baseball game with his boys and his oh, little boy his son was yes. beaming this is a real beaming. baseaming baseaming beaming. baseball game it was daddy the, uh, daddy thank you so much for bringing me here just to be able to pirates. be at the ballpark yeah. oh it's so wonderful and bob Posts what you do for love. <laughs> yeah, I did. So my son turned nine and we took him. He really wanted to go to a pirate's of game. Of course he would. What nine-year-old boy wouldn't? None of the rest of my normal nine-year-old kids. And um, operative word there? Yeah, exactly. None of the rest. None of the rest. So I took him and it was actually a great game, to be honest. In part, it was eight to two. The Red Sox. Oh, that's good. The, the Red Sox won. <laughs> the big surprise there. And it was like three out, three out, three good, out, good, three yeah. out. I mean, we, plus we were a in the eighth. Scoring, plus a little bit of scoring. Plus a little bit of scoring. Good. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, we were in the eighth inning by nine o'clock. The game started at 7.05. Oh, that's good. That is good. So that was yeah, great. Yeah. Beautiful night. Uh, PNC Park is gorgeous. Okay. As we've mentioned, my goal is to get to every park. I've been to every MLB park but four. PNC is the most beautiful. It's not necessarily the favorite, but yeah. it is the most beautiful park. Which which four have you? Um, uh, San Francisco, Oakland, Seattle, and Miami. Now, does this include uh, baseball stadiums where banana ball is played? Because you might have to expand. Yeah, well, why don't you go ahead and tell us where banana ball is played? It's in, in a park somewhere. Where? I'm sure. My, you don't even know. Savannah. Oh, that's right. Actually. Oh, yeah, baby. The Savannah Bananas uh, and the Macon Bacons. That's a team I would root yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. So this is how it works. They dress very colorfully. They're, the, the catcher is mic'd the whole time. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Um, you, it goes by inning. So you win innings. For every inning that you win, you get a point. So you can't have like one inning where you're like nine to one. It doesn't matter. That's just one point. You have to play till five points. It's timed. There's a two-hour timer that never stops from the very beginning to the end. Um, you can't get out of the batter's box. That's what I found very exciting. Like, he would pitch it, the catcher would throw it right back, and he would immediately throw it at the batter. So it was very, very fast-paced. And then they did interesting things, like when he struck, when the pitcher struck out the batter, he and the catcher, like, did like a little waltzy kind of thing with each other, which was surprisingly masculine for the... Uh, I, I really don't know what to say. <laughs> Can I just say the one thing that was kind of interesting was if you hit a foul ball and it goes in the stands, if they catch it, the batter's out. Oh, is that I, right? I thought that was That's a, brilliant. That was kind of an interesting. When they won the inning, the entire team ran through the stands giving people high five. Yeah, I mean, it's really all about engagement of the fan, yeah. and just kind of weird fan things and stuff. But no, it's not baseball. I'm offended by the fact that you compared it to baseball. And I don't think I want to talk about it ever again. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to try to get our podcast to sponsor the Make and Bacon. <laughs> the Make and Bacon. Sorry. <laughs> the official sponsor. The Make. Wait, we sponsor them or they sponsor us? Ooh. If I could get Banana Ball to sponsor us, you'd change your tune, right? Bro, really if quick. you could get anything if from I get them anything to, to our show, I will, I will whistle it. If there's tune. anybody that works in the Banana yeah, Ball right. industry, please contact us and um, and get us jerseys. Yeah, that's not whatever. That's for, not For the making bacons. That's not Well, happen. real sports are also coming about. Oh, wait. Let's okay, keep, let's keep is, talking about baseball for a second okay. because on the last podcast, which was a few weeks ago, I had a prophetic utterance that Juan Soto – would in fact end up at the Padres. Which he did. And he did. When he signed with the Padres, it's like, oh, I'm never going to enter the end of this. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He did. And he only signed, obviously he didn't sign his big contract yet. So, but it's crazy. So their big player, Tatis, okay. tested positive for uh, performance enhancing steroids. He said he had a, a, right, right. a stomach worm or something like that. Sure, we all do. Yeah, don't we all? Out for 80 games. 80 games? 80 games. I mean, they're... I mean, they don't fool around. 80 games. Well, unlike Deshaun Watson. I was guessing like they Deshaun don't fool Watson. They, they fooled around for like a whole decade. Okay, and Deshaun now Watson is a train wreck. So he ended up getting 11 games. 11 and, games. And $5 million. Five million. Fine. Highest fine ever. But nobody's, it's one of those things that nobody seemed happy with. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. But, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So who's the quarterback for the Browns? I don't even know. I don't know who their second string quarterback I did, is. I did put Baker Mayfield okay, on my fantasy okay, team. Okay, you've been, you've been skirting this whole issue. Where's oh. Tom Brady? I think he's on. I think he's doing the Masked Singer. He's doing what? The Masked Singer. Have you do you not know the show? I know the show, but why would you think Tom? Brady's? This is this is the rumor. This would be so great if it's true because the Masked Singer is filming right now. So somebody posted on the internet. Oh, that's so ridiculous. The timing is very interesting. That, that is Brady so has disappeared ridiculous. the same two weeks that the Masked Singer is filming Bob, in California. There's no way. That would be the greatest There's answer no of all time. Now, here's what if it he is. could win the Masked Singer and the Super Bowl in the same year. Here's what it is. He's like 64 years old, and he can't go through spring training. So <laughs> there you have it. I think you're 64 years old. I'm getting close, yeah. I might say. I'm exactly. But yeah, uh, football is, I watched a little bit of the Cardinals last night. I don't know actually who won. The Cardinals and the Ravens were playing, obviously. It's... I think the Ravens won, and I only know that because I heard that the Ra- Ravens have like a 22-game win streak in preseason, pre-season. football. Well, there you go. It's not the stat you care yeah, about, yeah, but it's something to say. They're in a buck you can get a cup of coffee. Did uh, Lamar get? Did Lamar and his mom make a contract? Did you hear about that? No. Oh, she's his Lamar agent? Jackson's mother I is his agent, the best. and they can't get anything done. No, I think that's the worst. <laughs> no. She's just walking in, show me the money. Well, I know. That's what most agents do. Yeah, so that's she's true. Doing exactly what she did. And the other is college football starts. And Notre Dame is ranked number five. Okay. Which makes me a little nervous. They've got a brand new coach. I mean, there's all kinds of excitement around him, which is great. I think he's great. I mean, yeah. recruiting is going well. Number five is really. Uh, is it too high, you think? Well, or do you it, wish it was higher? Well, no, no, no. I think that's really, really high. It's not a bad place to be. The only problem is their opening game is against Ohio State. In Ohio, at Ohio State. That's not a good start. That's not a good start. I mean, Ohio State's number two in the country. You've got a coach who's never, I mean, this is his first regular season game. So, I mean, if they come out of that and win, that would be like phenomenal. Right, that'd be a but, great start. But so to lose your first, I mean, if they lose their first game, please, Lord, don't let them lose their first game. But They could. Yeah, they could. So it, it'll be interesting. What's up it'll with be interesting. The, what's I'm up just with ready the for Big college Ten. football. Oh, I, heard, it's ridiculous. I heard something about, the I big, guess there's like 32 teams yeah, the, in the Big Ten the, the at this point. The Big Ten is now, this is new math, is what we like to call <laughs> okay. new math, right? Um, I don't know. They've got, 
USC and UCLA are going to join, I think, next year. But they've already got 12, so the Big Ten is now going to be the Big 14, apparently. Okay. But they want Notre Dame to come in. Notre Dame is not going to come in. But it looks like Notre Dame's TV contract is going to be $60 million a year, which wow. is just... And it's just un- for them. Yeah, just for them. That's why... <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, why are we going to yeah, go to the would, Big Ten? Why would we yeah. join another people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but, so we'll see. We'll see how... It, the whole college football, five years from now, when you and I are still doing this podcast and people mm. are saying enough, <laughs> enough. We've heard that story. Yep. We've heard that one too. Um, we will, college football will be totally different than it is today. You're going to have a few major conferences, maybe 40 or 50 teams. And then like this next level, it's yeah. going to be interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Are college football players getting paid? They, yeah. I mean, for all practical purposes, it's called name and likeness. And yeah, the, the university cannot be a part they're not the ones who are officially paying it. So there's, I forget the word they use. It begins with a C. But anyway, um, so basically alumni and people who love the university put money in this account and then they can pay it out. I think they said Ohio State for the next four years is going to pay something like $80 million to their players for name and likeness. It's Again, college football is just totally, totally different than it was. So. Yeah, that sounds kind of crazy. Is... um. And is it like EA Sports? I mean, is it like that, like when they're on video games and stuff? Is that where the name and likeness thing happens? Or? All kinds of things. Jerseys in the stadium. These oh, kinds yeah. Of things. Okay. But I, I don't know. I just think it's just so different. Um, one step back, one of the things, one of the football I was going to talk about, but I can't remember what it was. All right. No big deal. No you don't think deal. so? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So is how comfortable are you about Tampa Bay this year? Let's go out on a limb. How many games are they going to win? Uh, they're going to win 12. 12, okay. Maybe 13. I'm excited to watch the Broncos this year. Russell Wilson from Seattle is now with the Broncos. And that's going to be really interesting. I mean, they've got a good defense. It it could be good. Yeah, it'll be be great. I'm sorry we can't go to the the, uh, Buccaneers-Ravens game. I was so bummed out. Yeah, you have to go to Gomming. He invited me to to a football game, which would have been phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, anyway. But it's going to be a great season. I can't wait for football to start. They just released the NBA schedule. They released the NHL schedule. So uh, now real sports is starting. Now real sports he, he is tells starting. Me real sports is starting. That's right. Well, and actually, you know, the baseball gets kind of exciting in the uh, World Series and stuff. It does. It does. And one of the other things I'm watching the documentary, The Captain. Oh yeah, you were telling me about Derek, that. Uh, Derek, Derek Jeter. Jeter, which is actually really quite good. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Tony Kornheiser is a sports guy on on. Oh, is ESPN. he doing that? No. Oh, but he said he actually likes it more than Jordan's. Yeah, Jordan's was a little bit self. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Self-serving, self-serving. self-serving. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's really, it's really quite good. Who quite do you good. think is going to, should we do our uh, World Series predictions? I'm going to say Oakland. No, I'm not going to say Oakland. I'm you gonna already say said Oakland. You just the said, Dodgers. You just said, no, I you, meant the Dodgers. Just, no, it doesn't matter what it's you meant. West, I'm, I'm going to say a West Coast team in California. That You said Oakland. Okay, so that's your team. <laughs> <laughs> so good, good luck on that. All right, we'll the, do, we'll the do Pirates. Our, we'll do our World Series predictions next week. Okay, we that need, sounds good. Hey, Father Dave. Yes, Bob. With 75 years of history. 75 years. And counting. We have a lot of stories at Franciscan University, and our Franciscan magazine has long worked to tell them. Now, you can read these stories completely online, not just partially online. Completely. Completely online at Franciscan Magazine's new website. It features all the content from our most recent print issues plus web exclusives. While you're there, 
Be sure to check out the magazine's summer issue in it. We look back on the university's 75 years of academic excellence and include classroom memories from many of our alumni and professors. You can also read about the latest commencement ceremony, see photos from student activities throughout the decades, and more to read Franciscan Magazine online. Visit magazine.franciscan.edu. That's magazine.franciscan.edu. And it's actually a really cool magazine. Yeah, it is. And doing that, it made me uh, remember. So Bob was able to get, I think we've got the email situation set. Oh, yeah, we do. Yes. So for those, actually, there were quite a few emails. There's quite a few emails, we're and we're just, very we, grateful. We literally just got into it. Um, so we're grateful like for Like five them. minutes before this episode, we were able to open them up. And we're and grateful so we're for that, and them. we'll just go through them, and we'll go from there. But we really do appreciate it. So, yeah. Uh, all the shout-outs. We're, we're really grateful. Many people affirmed our balance of... Sports and humor and faith, and we'll keep doing that. It's funny. I was with, at a conference this summer, and a husband and wife were with us. It was interesting. I mean, it's not the deepest thing, but the husband said, it gives me something, the sports part. He yeah. said, my wife just really doesn't follow sports, but she loves the podcast. So it gives us something we can talk about. So he said that she's actually more interested. It's like, well, what, well, what happened with this? Because she heard about it. So anything we can do to make marriages better, that's what you we're know. About. And I think the best thing for marriage is really if one is a sports fan and the other isn't, banana ball. I've had it with you. I'm serious. I'm looking. I'm. I don't know what to do. How is your filming? In uh, you're filming the Our Father last week. When last we left, you're going to do your new video series, and you were going somewhere kind of cool. Where were you going? California. That's absolutely right. Nope. Not really. Nevada. Not nope. Strike two and the survey says. Okay, well, give me a hint. Where am I from? Oh, Colorado. Durango, Colorado. Yes. Nice. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so, it, well, first, I've, yeah, just to state the obvious, uh, Bob and I have not been together so for a while, so it's nice yep. to catch up a little bit. So, yeah, I was out. So the first series I did was on the Wild Goose, mm-hmm. which was the Holy Spirit. Second was on Metanoia, which is really kind of focusing on Christ. So the series that we're working on right now is, well, we originally were calling it The Father, but it was just kind of a yeah, tag title. Right. Um, so Big it, Daddy. Yeah, Do you have a name for it yet? Big Daddy is what it's nice. going to be. Yeah. Nice. Yep, that's where we're going. So we, um, it's just going to be focusing on The Father, and, and I think it's actually I think it's going to be a really beautiful series. So we're Wait, out but in, do you have a title? This is the question. We have a working title. Are you allowed to share such things? I just things? did the working title as the father, but that's not really what it's going to be. <laughs> okay. I, I, let me hold off on, on what so we've So if you have a on. cool idea for the title for Father Day's video series, you can email us at hope at franciscan.edu and we'll actually get it this time. So. But, um, so it was beautiful. So we went out to Colorado, which is, um, we've talked about, I was born and raised. So there was something about starting the series there where, where um, yeah, where I was born and that kind of thing. But also... It, we've been working on this for about two years now, yeah. but with my father passing, it kind of it's it's changed the dynamic a little yeah. bit a bit about it. So that's kind of why we thought, well, let's go home and we'll just kind of start there. How was that? It was really hard, actually. Yeah. It really was. It was much more, yeah, much more emotional than I thought it was going to be. And yeah, it was good. It was really, it was really wonderful. It was really beautiful. One of the things that we did is. Uh, we did some fishing. My dad and I, and my brothers, and my mom, my mom and sister didn't fish a lot, but we would go fishing. We went to the stream that we fished in, and uh, Christophonic joined me for one mm-hmm. of the episodes, and it was just really beautiful. We had a cabin up in the mountains, and 
Maybe only, I've only probably been in the cabin twice since I was a little kid, since my mom and dad sold it when we left. So it was beautiful. It was wonderful, but it was also hard and emotional. Yeah. It was, but but that was a part of it. Was this this whole we, the kind of theme is um, that my father was the first who introduced me to the father. Yeah, you know. So we we did one of the episodes in the church where I grew up, and mom and dad did ministry and was baptized and confirmed in first communion. So it was really it was really great. But then we went from there. First off, it was great being in the mountains. I love the mountains. And then we went to there and did a. Uh, part of the filming at the Grand Canyon, and have you been? No, I'd like to go. Actually, Honestly, I don't. I don't. There's not many things in nature I care to see. Yeah, but that is one of them. It, it was actually really fun with me because with the crew that was traveling with us, um, there was one guy that was on the crew that was maybe five years old when he went to the see the Grand Canyon, uh, and the rest of the group had never even seen it. And yeah. it's it's really really stunning. And and I've seen it. I don't know how many times, half a dozen maybe. And every time you see it, you're just amazed. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I told you, it was funny. There was, it was with a group of students many years ago. It was a long weekend, four day weekend. And I don't know why we're sitting in the calf and I was just talking to them and the topic of the Grand Canyon came up and I said, everybody needs to see the Grand Canyon before they die because you look at it and there's, it's, it's almost, it's a, it's a graced experience. It's not yeah. almost, it is a graced experience. So this is one of the things I love about college students. They said, well, let's go. So the two kids, they got up, they went, they grabbed some stuff from the, for their car, they jumped in the car, they drove to, to Arizona, saw the Grand Canyon for an hour, and then came back. We're back for class on Monday, right? <laughs> but we're not going to do that anymore no. at our age. But yeah, yeah. no, so it was great. It was really, it was really great. And then I spent some time with my family. My mom and I went down to Mexico, Cabo, it's on the beach in Mexico, and just spent some time together, which was, which was great. The weather was beautiful. I was going to send you a I was on a treadmill overlooking the, the ocean of the beach. I was going to say, this is my treadmill view, so it was great. <laughs> but it was just really, really some, a sweet time with mom and, and I to be able to spend some time together. So it was great. It was great. That was fantastic. I want to hear about your retreat because I got <laughs> I got text messages that said, Dave, what have I got myself into? So I don't do like a lot of adult retreats. Uh, I'm usually a youth conference guy, but uh, as I mentioned in whatever the last podcast was, I was invited to speak at a retreat for deacons well, that's and their what you wives. thought it was just to speak at that's it. what i thought it was right. yeah i thought you know i'd just give a few talks and it would be this you know lovely experience i mean it ended up being a lovely experience but i was the retreat master right Bob like, texting goes i've showed up they took me to the retreat center and they said we'll pick you up on sunday I, it was so the so the guy from the diocese picked me up we're having a lovely lunch and i'm just saying because earlier on in the week i'm like do you want to go over the schedule for the weekend and he said no I trust you we'll talk about it when I pick you up I thought you trust me okay that's great and usually I you know I'd be told like okay you give a talk at 7 30 to 8 30 at night and then you'll give a talk from 9 to 10 in the morning and then there'll be other things going on so uh, we're chatting about the schedule that you know at, over lunch and I said something like well what if you lead adoration tonight and then I can do music and he just looked at me and he said oh, I, I won't I won't be there I was like oh and, and I thought he said, I, I'll be there at 11 o'clock. And I thought he meant like that day, like, oh, he had something to do and he'll come back. But as I get dropped off at the retreat center, he hands me like a banker's box of name tags and, uh, you know, registration forms. And he says, well, have a great weekend. I'll be here at 11 a.m. on Sunday to pick you up. And then he just drove away. That's so <laughs> and funny. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I actually have to do this entire Entire thing. And um, and Bob texted me. He said they, they're talking hunting and sports. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a I was I texted Dave. I'm like, is this what normally happens when you <laughs> lead a retreat? I just I didn't know. But it went great. I mean, I, I fessed up immediately to everybody in the room. There was uh, 
18 couples. for deacons, right? Yeah, and deacons their and their wives. And I That's thought cool. maybe it'd be like four deacons and their wives could come, but it was a deacons couples retreat. That's great. So I thought while I was there, I Googled what happens on a couples retreat. And it, row, was, row. it was a bad yeah, idea. Yeah. I immediately <laughs> regretted my yeah. decision. They didn't have, Google doesn't have a lot for deacons couples yeah, retreats yeah, yeah. anyway. So we didn't do the... Uh, the couple's massage that's, part that's of probably, the, uh, That's probably a really thing. good discernment. But it was, uh, it was wonderful. We talked about sacraments, and I'm actually doing uh, the same kind of retreat this weekend for the deacons in the Diocese of Oklahoma City. Cool. So um, now I know what to expect, at right. least. Um, actually, when I was traveling full-time before I came back to the university, I probably did maybe one deacons retreat a okay. year with their wives. And actually, I always enjoyed it. Yeah. And, but I also really came out of that that— there, there's something about a couple, a, a deacon who's married, right. that I think it's really, really beautiful. And to not have the wife there, I think, would be a very different experience. So I always appreciate right. and enjoyed it. So Yeah. You know, the thing that I really, we tried to kind of focus in on was, uh, the way I titled it was the synergy of the sacraments of service. Because, you know, oh, I and I just love the alliteration. There. Yeah, I exactly. Um, I'm awesome at alliteration. But, you know, the idea that both holy orders and marriage, and it talks about marriage being a kind of order, you know, you're, you are, you get orders, you get orders all the time, but you're part of a domestic church. And, you know, in a sense, every family is like creating its own religious order, you know, with its own charisms and its own spirituality and its own mission. And so I just talked about how, even though, um, you know, wives aren't ordained, I said, but you can't tell me that sacramental grace gets so siloed, especially, you know, when you're married to somebody, you share everything with them. And so just talked about how the grace of service, you know, living in in the mysteries of Christ the servant um, is for the graces of marriage and one just feeds on the other. And it was, it was really a neat reflection and people were really blessed by it. That's awesome. Can I take one step back? Oh, sure. Share everything, like everything, like what if you like one toothpaste and your wife likes another kind? You get two different kinds of toothpaste. So do you guys share the same tube of toothpaste? Well, we do because I actually don't like the kind that my wife gets, but I don't buy the groceries, so I'm just too lazy to actually get the kind that I want, so I just use her tube of toothbrush. This is opening up a whole new world. Not the same toothbrush. I would hope not. Shampoo? You know, I do use her shampoo because it's really nice. (laughs) I mean, I get like Old Spice Head and Shoulders, but she gets like something from... Australia and there's like herbs and stuff. Spices. Yeah, exactly. And I just makes me feel tingly in my scalp. It makes okay. me happy. Conditioners? Do you use conditioners? I do use conditioners. Yeah, definitely. She has really good conditioners. Some kind of tea thing or maybe it's um, an herbal it's, something. It's green. How many bottles are there in your guys' shower room, whatever, like of of body washes and creams and twenty three. Low, like conditioners have, and those kinds of things. We have something that hangs. I'm going to say our bathrooms are so different. We have something that hangs off our shower thing. Hangs off. Well, like it's like a it's like a metal thing, and you hook it on your on the shower the, head. The shower head, okay. and it's got like three levels. Those are all full. Oh, and then there's stuff Do you on have those the floor. Things? I don't know what those are. They're like uh, they're like puffy things. They yeah. look like a jellyfish, but it's not. Yeah. They. I don't know how to use one, but. You have those? There's always them. Yeah. There's always them. That's awesome. There's also some kind of like, it looks like a brush, but it looks like it's made out of stone. And sometimes you just don't ask questions. There's a lot of cotton balls too, and I don't even know what that's about. But we have lots of cotton. 
Okay. This yeah, this has been very insightful for so me. So you all don't just share the same shampoo? I thought mm-hmm. that'd be like a poverty thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that you have much use for shampoo. I call it a bar of soap. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yep. That's what I call it. Soap on a rope. Actually, I do have some shampoo just because I it makes my my hair feel tingly. Like oh. you know. <laughs> no, this is just this is just a little insight in your world that yeah. I appreciate it. It's, it's slightly different. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. All right. You guys never have to worry about something pink in your laundry making everything else pink because everything nope. you have is black. Yep, I do. Well, doing laundry is actually pretty easy for me. Is it? Yep. Do you do your own laundry or do I you do. have like a, a shoot mm. or something? No, no, no. I do my own laundry. Okay. And I don't, you know, I don't, it's not that complicated. You know, throw in a load. Yeah. Throw it in dryer. Do you ever have up. to iron anything? You know, the, it's funny. Um, my habit. So the first time I, I took vows. So the first time I washed my habit, I ironed it when I was done and all this kind of thing. And, and I remember a friar walked in and he'd been in vows for a while and he just kind of laughed. He said, oh, that's, that's lovely. <laughs> that's not going to keep up. I, I never did it again. No. <laughs> Actually, if you take it out of the dryer at the right time and let it, it, it comes out fine. That's good to know. Do you have to hang it immediately? Yep. That's yep. what I, mean, yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, I do with my shirts too. And it comes out fine. Yeah. All right. Are we going to... We're going to talk about the Filipinos? Yes, Philippians? exactly. We're, right. uh, so we're going to begin a series now uh, for the next maybe six, six. we'll find out, six or seven episodes, maybe five. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out uh, yeah. about the letter, Paul's letter to the Philippians. Yeah, and just as we begin this, uh, real quick, only because you mentioned it before we talked, somebody else wrote in and said, maybe do something on the saints. Yeah. So we are totally open to that. Like if people yeah. have some ideas and say, gee, it'd be interesting if, like even the whole idea of the domestic church, I think that's a beautiful image. And mm. I was just at, I gave a talk for Catholic Family Land a couple of weeks ago, and that was the the nature of the talk, was, yeah. was the family is the domestic church. So maybe something like that, we could do a couple of episodes on that. So yeah, absolutely. We're, we're happy to ideas. I know you want more sports, but really, folks, we need to be able <laughs> <laughs> to do some other substantive issues. Franciscan won't keep supporting this unless we say something spiritual. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. So let's pray for Notre Dame, okay? <laughs> for, for lots of reasons, for that reason. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Philippians, which is really cool. Um, when we first talked about this, Bob said, well, what about the Philippians? Is is it one of your favorite books? Yes. Okay. And so I remember kind of actually as I was kind of fresh off a of conversion, someone suggested read the Gospels and then read the letter to the Philippians. And I was like, that's kind of deep in there, you know, like why, but he just said, trust me, it's a really great place to start. Um, He said, it's very accessible. You don't need to know a lot of back history with it. Paul's really positive with it. It's also known as the letter of joy. And we all like joy in our lives, but you've actually been to Philippi. I have. So why don't you maybe lead us with a little bit of, normally we'll start with the scriptures, but with this first time, uh, we thought it'd be good just to give a little bit of the context as to who Paul was writing to when he was writing to him so we'd have a better idea of what he was saying. That's fantastic. Thank you. Just blank. Okay. So a little bit of context. First, if you take a look at the 16th chapter of Acts, you hear a little bit more about the letter of Paul to the Philippians because he talks about it. It's interesting. That's the first time that the gospel is preached in Europe. So okay. Paul is... He has this dream, and he says, you know, in this dream he hears, come and help us. We need help here. So he goes to Philippi. Is Philippi still a place? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. It, where is it? What country is it in? It's in Greece. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's in, in if you go to Thessalonica, it's between Thessalonica and Athens, maybe a third of the way south of Thessalonica. So um, so when you do a Footprints of St. Paul, it's one of the places, <clears throat> excuse me, you'll often go. Mm-hmm. 
So the place, there's a couple of places that you'd go in Philippi. Uh, Paul was imprisoned in Philippi. So if you look at the 16th chapter of Acts, you find the story of Paul in Lydia. So Lydia was a woman who was a woman of wealth, which is kind of interesting because women having businesses at that time would be a little bit unusual. Mm. They would generally speak of the male having wealth, but it was Lydia, the woman having wealth, and she was a dealer of fine cloth. And so if you go to Philippi right now, they, they talk about the a type of, again, in the 16th chapter of Acts, the type of cloth, the coloring. So it's really beautiful. The first time I went there, uh, it's, it's this field with a river running through it, just full of flowers, these purple flowers. Well, one of the things is, is Lydia is baptized there. So one of the things you do when you go to Philippi, you do the renewal of baptismal vows in the same lit river that Lydia would have been baptized in. We renew our baptismal vows, which is really, really beautiful. The other thing you'll do is you'll visit the prison. So again, in, in mm-hmm. Acts of the Apostles, it talks about the story where Paul is in prison and the angel comes and opens up. That's in, that happens in Philippi. So that's kind of a little context of, of his visits. There's some a little bit of a debate on the number of times that Paul went to Philippi. Some say two, so some say three, so number of times he visited there. So that's kind of the, his time in Philippi. Obviously, okay. the letter to the Philippians, uh, Philippians is not his time in, in Right, he's Philippi, writing right. to them later. And there's some debate about that on, on where he was when he was writing. Um, it's clear that he's in prison. Yeah. So m- there's two, two theories. One is that he's in prison in Rome, but it seems like more people today, more scholars today, think that he was probably in prison in Ephesus, which is in Turkey. Okay. So that he was writing the Philippians from prison in Turkey, which is interesting, and I think it's important to read the context because you you just said it. It's it's a, a, the story of joy. It's a, yeah. a book of joy. Well, he's writing from prison, and it's <laughs> right. still a book of joy. So that's something I think that they keep in context. And the other is it's written probably around 55 AD. Okay. So he's writing from prison. He's writing to a community that he's visited a couple of times. He has a fondness to it. You see in Paul... It, this text, it, it kind of shares his heart. Yeah. It's a very personal about how he cares for them. So we, we won't go too deep in the woods about some of the questions that was about, was there some help writing it and those kinds of things. Right, but, right. So that gives us a little bit of context about where the story And he had from. been there with Timothy. Yeah. Because Timothy plays a, a couple of different people. plays a good role in this particular right. letter as well. Did you see the Paul movie, by the way? I did. That I was did. was a great movie. I did. You didn't like it so much? I didn't like it so much, but I liked it. Yeah, okay. I liked it. I, one of the things that actually I thought it did really, really well was the early community. Yeah, that's early, what I thought that, was great I thought that it. was the best part of it. Some, yes. Yeah, I thought the way that it created and, and how it expressed and articulated the early community, the relationships they had, the struggles, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, it took some liberties with historical lines. Right. And, I mean, just the whole idea of having Luke visit Paul and stuff like that. But I thought in terms of getting his... Getting the community right, the time right. right. Exactly. I think even just the heart exactly. of what Paul was about. No, I, agree. I I thought all that stuff was I really agree. exceptional. I agree. Not I to agree. go too tangential, but I was just thinking of him in prison. And I, that also kind of helped me because I think of a prison and I think of like American prison, you know, like a modern day prison. But back then, well, you were there. Like, what did prisons look like? I mean, well, just the, the place in, in Philippi, it's, yeah, it was a kind of like a cave. A, a, yeah. A, dug into the cave in the side of this hill area. So nothing too extraordinary. Yeah, okay. and nothing too not, nice. <laughs> right, right. Not, not like the prison like you see today with, with a thousand cells next right. to each other or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Cool. Well, let's get into it then. Uh, let's just begin by reading the words of St. Paul to the Philippians. Uh, we're reading chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. 
Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in my remembrance of all of you, always in every prayer of mine for you for making my prayer with joy, thankful for your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruits of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Can I ask you one, one question real quick? What translation R- are you RSV. Okay. I might start reading another one, though. Okay. RSV is a little clunky, but it's really accurate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I was just looking at the New American Revised. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit more of a flow to that. Yeah. So. But again, one of the things that you see at the very beginning is his... I mean, he says, I hold you dear in my heart. Yeah. I hold you in my heart as partners with me. Um, in, interesting, in imprisonment and in confirmation of the gospel. So I thought that's just a really beautiful, beautiful image. How I long for you with the affection of Jesus Christ. So that's it's a little bit unusual. Paul's a little bit more vulnerable in this and just sharing that his appreciation. But who of us who does ministry doesn't feel that? You right. know, even, even with this retreat you did, there's this fondness when you go somewhere and you're able to proclaim the gospel, share the gospel, it sounds weird, but there's this connection yeah. that happens. Yeah, that's absolutely. Really, that's really beautiful. Yeah, you're, you're part of a beautiful movement of the Spirit. Yeah. And I think something I had read also was that the Philippians had been generous to Paul. Yeah. Like, you know, they had really come through. I think we'll get that a little bit later. But, you know, when he was in desperate need, you know, they were able to send him some money or some help or something. Um, I, I think also another thing about imprisonment is that usually when you're in prison, uh, you know, there's not like a state government system that feeds you and takes care of all of your needs. Often, right, right, when right. you're often when you're imprisoned, you're hosed. Like if you don't have somebody that's bringing you food, you don't get food. You know, if somebody isn't taking care of your needs, you can just kind of wither away there. And so, in many ways, you know, the Philippian support and other communities. I think the Thessalonians did something similar. Um, was life saving. You know, to what Paul was doing, and really allowed him to continue his ministry in a powerful way. One of my favorite verses in the whole letter, actually, is what we read, and I think about this often. It's verse six. I'm sure that I knew he that's who, where you were going. It, yeah, 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 yeah. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And that's such, I mean, a hopeful statement, right? You know, that God, uh, who began this work, you know. I, there's a song we used to sing in Young Life, uh, and it was like an African-American spiritual, but it went, um, he didn't bring us this far to leave us. And it's just yeah, such a great yeah, yeah. idea. Like, you know, God who has been faithful to us isn't just going to stop in the middle of it because he gets distracted and he starts working on something else. Like this idea that we can reflect on, we might be aware of how far we need to go, which is good to do in humility, but we also should reflect on how far we've come, which is good to do with a spirit of gratitude and have confidence that the God who brought us this far, you know, he wasn't bringing us this far to leave us. Uh, he wasn't bringing us this far to let us down, to forget about us. He who began a good work in us will go on 
until yeah. it makes its completion the, in Jesus Christ. And the thing that I like about that is that I am as much in need of the Lord and his grace in my life the first day I was converted as to the last day before I die. It's mm-hmm. not like it's not like I've I've now grown so much in right. the spiritual life that I don't need him anymore or that I I've got this. Yeah, you know, right. I've got this. I've learned enough. I've been doing this long enough. I I'm, I'm able to do this. But it reminds us that that like you stated that it is his work in our life that's ultimately going to bring to completion, but it is his work in our life yes. that we need to be able to. So I thought that was beautiful, and I thought that's where you were going to go. The one text I loved is actually verse 9 that says, And this is my prayer, that your love may increase ever more and more in knowledge and of every kind of perception, um, to discern what is of value. So this this relationship between the love of God being able to grow in us, our ability to love, and then, then that allows us a greater ability to discern what is important, what is God asking of us, what is he requiring of us. So just that idea of love growing within us, which was was wonderful. And that's our hope for addressing this topic, that we pray as we continue to dive deeper into this letter, these uh, words of St. Paul, uh, that our love for God may abound more and more uh, for God and for each other. Amen. So if you wanted to, it's the chapter is only four. I mean, the, the book is only four chapters. So if you wanted to go ahead and and read read, along it, with read us, ahead yeah. or read along, right? And then that way, so it's not just us saying, oh, this is really what struck us, but it allows you to really engage with us and say, okay, this is what really struck me too. So I look forward to going through this. Yeah, good idea, Bob. Amen. Great. Well, we just ask the Lord's blessing upon uh, all those who are sharing their time with us, that the Lord would continue to shower his grace and his pawn upon them, that he would place in their heart, Bob and my affection for them and our gratitude for them. We pray particularly for the listener who is struggling most today or the family member who is struggling most today, that they would know the Lord's peace, his love, and his joy. Now, Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Bob. Oh, hey, one more thing I forgot to say. Uh, we're going to close this podcast. I love that verse so much I wrote a song about Why it. Why not? It's called Unfinished, and I did finish it, but oh. it's called Unfinished. Okay. I know it was a mistake, but it's a good song, and I hope you enjoy it. It's going to happen at the end of this little tag. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We now can read your emails. So please, hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. God bless. fantasy of when I'm old what would I be and as that comes reality I'm questioning it seems will I live up to my dream and when I'm old what will I be a humble man after my God a stubborn man clinging to flaws a worthy saint or worthless cause or something in between Will I live up to these dreams? Will I know that he who began a good work in me will complete it? Until then, I guess I'll be unfinished. Sacrifice, forget my 